Hello and welcome to this, the 27th edition of Shift, with me, you, and Sample. And me, Megan Murray. And this time we have a, a listener-suggested topic. I was chatting to Alex Chappell a couple of weeks ago, who said he'd been enjoying the podcast, and he said, could you do one on leadership? Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it occurred to me that in many ways we, we dance around that topic. It's sort of certainly aspects of that that we do talk about. But as a as a word, you know, um, we need more leaders, less managers, all the sort of stuff that we say about leadership. Um, what does it actually mean and, and what does it look like? Hmm. Interesting. You know, I've always heard the thing that, um, uh, you know, leaders aren't the, the ones that declare as such. Their leaders are people hmm. who uh, um, other people choose to follow. Yeah. Um, and then it's interesting for me too, uh, coming up in the working world that I came up in, um, I was very much surrounded by uh, uh, folks who were steeped in kind of the, the, the military perspective of leadership and hierarchy. Um, and as you can imagine, conversations about how to be a good leader, the right leader, um, as if there's one way to do anything, <laughs> uh, were, yeah. were really prevalent. Um, Leadership is such a sticky piece, I think, because it, it taps into so many uh, um, emotional feelings, whether it's of uh, if you're the leader yourself, it's of your own self-worth, of your own value, um, uh, your own confidence and esteem. And if you're uh, somebody who's following a leader mm. or, or choosing to identify somebody as such, um, it taps into all those same things too, doesn't it? It's uh, mm. it's mm. In aligning to somebody uh, that you see is uh, worthy of your attention or demanding your attention, um, it's kind of interesting to me. And it, and it is that, isn't it? And I think that's also partly why it's changing, given the shifts that we're talking about in this podcast and, and the tools we have at our disposal. In the sense that anybody can aspire to taking on a leadership role by, by as you say, attracting followers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always, I think, may have, may have told the joke before, but I always like the old joke about the good news is you've got 200 people working for you, the bad news is they don't see it that way. <laughs> and and it, it is that thing that we, we have, as you say, a hierarchical titular approach to, or a set of assumptions about leadership, and yet many of those present incumbents don't actually exhibit uh, real leadership. Um, it's yeah. also, I mean, I, 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 as I was sort of mulling it over before we started, it, it's sort of a... I may be wrong in this, but I, but it has connotations of blokiness in as much as it's, it tends to, maybe I'm wrong, but a, a, an assumption that it's men who lead. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. Or the archetypical military leader is that, you know, has, has been a bloke, you know? Absolutely. Or CEO or, or yep. most of anything. But yeah, I mean, then you also get smacked around enough by a, a tough broad... <laughs> In your life too, I would see those as leaders as well. But I mean, it's well. It's, but it's uh, interesting. I, mean, I was thinking. I was thinking about you know the, one of the very tough broads in my life, my daughter Molly, um, who takes no prisoners mm-hmm. and is not backward in coming forward. But would she think of that as leadership? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're right. You're very right. It's you know it's it's uh, for myself personally. Um, I always, uh, I, I tend to distrust people who identify <laughs> as leaders. <laughs> no, I, was just, I was thinking exactly that. Yeah, it's a problematic yeah. concept from the start, isn't it? Right, it is. It is. Well, it's, it's almost as if 
and and maybe this is just me showing my cards in, in terms of what my perspective is, but I mean, it's almost as if you are finding a polite way to say that um, this is a person whose opinion or whose actions or whose power is greater than mine. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah. uh, therefore, I choose to follow, <laughs> accept, defer, yeah. uh, defer, you know, whatever it is. Um, and yeah, it's the connotations of, I mean, I did a post during the week about celebrity and my problems with celebrity. Mm. And the fact that there's a whole media engine there to create and support the idea that one group of people are more special than any other group of people. Yeah, <laughs> and invariably they're not. Well, so here's the thing too: is a, a, a kind of a, a, a tie to leadership here is that one of the, the one of my my biggest points of contention with uh, corporate culture is um, the way that uh, leaders communicate um, or, or traditionally communicate. And when I say leaders in this sense, I mean uh, kind of the uppermost um, uh, C-suite uh, uh, participants within the organization and how they communicate to the folks who are not in mm-hmm. that uppermost C-suite environment. And in a lot mm-hmm. of corporate worlds, there's a, a, there is a whole engine, um, that is their, you know, their, their, um, directors of communications and, and such whose job it is to, to come up with concise messaging and concise wording to, uh, have everybody, you know, follow along like ducks and, uh, get everything, moving in the right direction. And because they're using the same skills as a marketer externally would use um, specific types of language, uh, specific types of, uh, uh, you know, channels that they're, they're, they're seeking to send that messaging out through. Um, a lot of it comes across this broadcast uh, because there is no need for conversation. They're just trying to push the message out. Um, and, it also tends to come off as feeling a bit disingenuous uh, for somebody like me um, who is just distrustful of commercials in the first place. <laughs> but anything that has that, that kind of smacks of um, doublespeak sort of uh, uh, tone to it, um, you know, uh, chirpy little uh, um, uh, uh, taglines for initiatives, things like that, um, it kind of shuts things down. It it, make, it, it gives people an opportunity to kind of dissociate from it and and focus on what's important to them versus what's important to the uh, to the organization. But I sort of suspect that in many cases they think that they're exhibiting leadership, that they are being mm-hmm. confident, they are being assertive, they are unequivocally unequivocally saying this is the direction we need to head in. Sure. And to manage the message so that that gets across more more consistently and concisely is, I guess, a perception of leadership mm-hmm. from from one perspective. And I, and I was thinking again in the context of Alex's question, which I think was about <clears throat> exhibiting leadership in online forums mm-hmm. and, and, mm-hmm. and how that may, may or not be different. And I was thinking it is interesting how, I guess, at the Beeb, myself and others, did exhibit leadership in the sense of we did dafter possibly braver things than others sure. to, to sort of show the way to lead you know to to in another sense of the word it is about showing other people what's possible and um sometimes calling on bravery to do that yeah absolutely but I, I think i mean leadership so if you think about it from a relationship perspective if you were talking about one person to another um there's 
a lot of different pieces that have to come into play before somebody decides that another person is the leader or that mm. they're they're worthy of following. Um, there's a, a, a certain degree of trust has to be established. A certain degree of relevance has to be established. Mastery has to be established. Um, and certainly, I understand that that you know if you're the uh, the CFO of a company and you're trying to get the new budgeting information across to an organization and, uh, uh, you know, that you can't just stop and build relationships with each individual person, demonstrate and have experiences with them to the point that they choose to, to follow you. That's, you know, that's, I, I get that that's not possible, but there has to be some degree of participation and some degree of trust exchange, mm-hmm. um, for there to be any real meaning to the the words that are coming across, um, and you know, at that level, yeah, and to go and to go back to your own example of the, of, of the military, I mean that the, the modern military know that. I mean, I was with mm-hmm. some military folks over the last couple of weeks, and yeah. you know, it is a very conscious, psychological, supportive game these days. It's not just throwing your weight around because you've got three stripes or whatever. Yeah, totally. Um, Totally. If, if it ever was, I mean, you know, arguably it never was, but um, yeah, I mean, be good. Oh, sorry, the leaders, the leaders that I know, they tend to be leaders at, at, at very high levels. Um, and when I say very high levels, I'm, I'm talking about the types of folks who are, uh, you know, running uh, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 person organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, they get into those positions for a number of reasons, their skill, their prowess, what they've been able to accomplish, um, their charisma, their, uh, their, you know, it's, it's a lot of different yeah, pieces. And, and, and we can fall into the trap sometimes, I guess, of underestimating what it takes oh, to do yeah. that. We, we, we can knock it and that's too easy because, you know, they are sometimes different and, and, yeah. and need to be different to cope with what they cope with. Absolutely. I mean, these, these are folks who give away huge hunks of their lives to do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that should be recognized for sure. I think the the shift, the big shift that we're talking about all the time um, is not only a, a, a shift in model and a shift in business process and, you know, going from uh, uh, offline to online. I mean, those are just little tiny, tiny pieces of it. I mean, we're mm-hmm. talking about shifting the perspective about what your relationship is um, to the business world and to the rest of the world, right? So... Um, I think that the tiny little piece of um, getting leaders to kind of experience, get risky enough to experience what it's like to lead online, to have a journey. I mean, we can't say mm. this is what your experience will be. Everybody's experience is going to be a bit different. I think the, the, the one common piece that we're talking about for leaders is that um, we simply want them to participate. Um, and that participate. It's funny that I'm, I'm hearing yeah, myself you, saying you, this. You participate, and then we'll work out whether you're a leader or not. Uh, uh, and, uh, that, and that's part of the nervousness, isn't it? Because they, they, they've hidden from that to some extent. Yeah, totally. But it, and I'm laughing at myself a little bit because I'm realizing that you know this could be this could be 2006, and I could be sitting uh, across from a, a, a partner, a firm that I used to work at, trying to explain to them why they needed to to get online and talk to us. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I mean. It's uh, it's kind of the same story. It's always the same story. Uh, leaders have this wonderful ability to to entice people to follow them, 
um, or to get into a position where they expect people to follow them. And a lot of the times it's because of uh, part of it is because of, of some great ability to build relationships, the right relationships for them. And it's so difficult to, to sometimes to have those folks recognize that it's doing that online is simply a, you know, they, they already have all the tools for it. They already mm-hmm. have all of those, uh, those great innate abilities and, here they're just looking at an opportunity to kind of scale things up um, yeah, and it's, further it's, establish yeah. that to a wider audience. Um, yeah, and, and, and it's funny. I mean, it's, it's going to sound like a horrendous comparison, but just thinking about the dreadful events happening in various parts of the world at the moment and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the antagonisms, say, in Palestine and Israel, mm-hmm. how much... And, and I've heard several reports saying... <clears throat> that the pa- there isn't a Palestinian-Israeli conflict. The, the, the normal people, if you like, the, the, the ordinary folks, don't really see it that way to some extent. And mm-hmm. there is a leadership on both sides driving an agenda. Sure. And it, so it goes back to your point about the flip side of it, that, that, that by deferring, by allowing leaders to have power, it, it's partly copying out and it also allows excesses to happen. Mm-hmm. And again, this relates to a post I did this week about, um, you know, some of the companies or organisations I work with do give me a pause to think, gosh, am I comfortable working with this group right. and, and the sort of things they do and justify it on the basis that if I'm able to allow one or two more people in the business to have a, a small, quiet voice that says something like, you know, are we sure subprime mortgages are a good idea or mm-hmm. should we be putting these dodgy additives in this food, they will end up with a better, more robust organisation. Mm-hmm. Um and I guess that's the same thing at work, isn't it? Is is and what you also see on online in in work is people who aren't in those formal positions beginning to exhibit leadership mm-hmm. and and taking on serious topics and being seen to, to to be prepared to have thoughts and opinions about them. Yeah, it's interesting because I mean I've I've, I've seen both sides of that coin. I've seen. Um, the side that I'm so fond of where uh, you just get the right information because the, the people who tend to offer um, the people who are passionate in a working environment, who are talking about um, um, particular topics tend to be the folks who need to be talking about it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I've also seen the other side of the coin where you've got people who are very excited to be online and very excited to have a voice and very excited to talk aren't really all that interested in doing their homework and just will talk, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, but it's so, and I can see fear around that. And, um, and I, and I bet fear you, of, um, well, I think fear of, uh, wasted time, um, of the wrong answers getting out there, like all mm-hmm. the, yeah. the normal yeah. stuff that, that, yeah. that is often used as uh, kind of blockers for, um, uh, certain types of social interaction online at work. Um, but, but, isn't, think, but isn't isn't that also partly because, again, people are defe- you know if somebody's talking rubbish, mm-hmm. I think more of us should be confident enough to say you're talking rubbish. Yes, yes. You know? well, that, and take, and take it on and work it out. You know, instead of just getting thing. grumpy about it. You know, I mean, well, what would you do? The thing that always slays me about that that situation is, you know, what would you do if you were in an elevator and this was happening? Mm-hmm. Would you let it? Would you, would you let yeah. it go on? Would you have uh, a conversation no. about it? Would you, you know, what would you do? Um, yeah. 
Or politely get off seething at the next floor and walk up yeah. the stairs. Yeah. And maybe maybe what people do need to learn is that there's somebody who's full of it out there who's who's going to point them in the wrong direction and they need yeah. to see what that looks like. I mean, again, it's, it's that – I think it's the efficiency of business mentality, um, that kind of uh, obfuscation of reality that I talk about where – um, we expect that everything's going to be perfect and smooth and flawless and um, that, you know, we're going to come up with our project plan and on this day, this is going to be done and that day, that's going to be done. Um, and then kind of lose it when that doesn't come to fruition. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, I mean, and, the, and they're not losing it sometimes, again, I think is one of the signs of a real leader is, mm-hmm. is when they are able to stay calm in the face of mm-hmm. things going tits up. And, yes, and, and not projecting it onto others or starting to rant and rave and, and you know sometimes being a leader is just staying quiet yeah that's true and and listening and that's part mm-hmm. of participating right that's mm-hmm. part of the give and take um, not being stoically quiet off in the corner not paying attention but listening yeah you know um, I don't know it's uh, it, it's it's a tough thing I mean I feel like <sighs> Leadership is something that, uh, um, I don't know, it's almost like that um, there's a Woody Allen line about, you know, not wanting to be a member of any club that would have you or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was Groucho Marx, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. It was yeah. at Groucho Marx. Yeah. Um, that uh, uh, I, I almost have that immediate feeling. It's like if somebody is uh, identifies as I'm, you know, the captain of this ship and there's... There's, there's something like a, a miss right there, right off the well, bat. But that's it was funny because the, the chief exec of Barclays apologized pu- publicly for this issue they have around dark pools. And, and I tweeted that it was really just persisting the delusion that he was in control. Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. and you're right. I mean, I feel the same way. And in fact, I'm very reticent of taking on any kind of form. You know, that the language makes me jumpy as soon as people start applying it about me. Yeah. Um, so is, is the word almost like a red herring. I think for some people it is for sure. I think for other people it's, it's, they, they, some people want that. Some people like that. Some people need a sense of leadership. I, I, I am willing to give it to them. Yeah. I mean, I'm willing to give that moniker to there. There are a few people in my scope of vision that I, that I would say this is definitely a leader there are, I separate leader from position in a big big way yeah. I don't it's just yeah. like for me it's like the term success I don't um, you know I don't use the the same measures as, as the, the a lot of the folks in the world use to, to define it um, and I feel very much the same way for leader I, I there are people here that I will um, you know, across the globe that I will offer my, my followership to, <laughs> um, because I know that they've got something to teach me. And I know that I've got, uh, um, some personal, uh, uh stake in the game. Well, maybe that, maybe that word, maybe that word teach mm. is interesting, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. there are a lot of ways you can help and support and encourage and model behaviors and blah, blah, blah in ways that support productively mm-hmm. other people's growth and and so maybe the, maybe the word leader does have too much baggage and I think part of what people are struggling with is you know you're telling me I'm not meant to be a, a manager anymore mm-hmm. what, what else am I meant to be you know it's, yeah. it's like I need a model for what this thing is that I'm expected to move towards yeah you know, I, I mean it's it, to me it, it's it's 
it's participating, it's demonstrating, it's um, teaching others what you've got to give, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, that's if, if you think about it, I mean, that's that's the whole that's the whole exchange um, in in business or or personally, it's putting yourself out there, um, bringing the skills that you have and offering them up. Well, it's, it's interesting in the context of things like the holacrity that's going on at uh, Zappos and. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I was involved in an event with an organisation called Ethos this week in London, and uh, which is where I met the military guys. And they're trying to assemble a network of smart, skilled people who can be pointed at significant problems, mm. but without resorting to the conventional pit, pitfalls of organisation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting watching uh, Robert, who's, who's, well, I nearly said driving it, and that would be totally the wrong word. Um Robert's trying to encourage it to happen. <laughs> Steward. Cause, yeah, because he's, you know, if he if he starts acting like a leader, people will just line up and follow and it'll all go wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting watching, and, and the reason I was so pleased to be involved is I think we do need to find ways of achieving things without either playing at shops or becoming little, little uh, Hitlers. <laughs> um, and we're not that, we're not that, we're, we don't have that many models for it, really. No, we don't. And, and part of what made me think of that was that in the event itself, they deliberately let it, to some extent, self-organise and were very sensitive about the types of interventions they had to try and make something happen. Mm-hmm. And some of the participants, I think, in the room were very uncomfortable. I'm sure. But, but I, was thinking, I was thinking, this is great. Finally, a group of grown-ups who are willing to stay with that discomfort until something begins to work. It sounds like community management to me. Well, exactly. Yeah. That's it. It's, it's the physical on, offline it, manifestation of it. Yeah. Absolutely, it's the same. All the same principles, right? Mm-hmm. And that's. I mean, that's the thing. And I, I know it sounds we sound like socialist pigs when we say it, but <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's less that's, of a problem over here than it is for you. Yeah, yeah. Over over here, we get we get very upset about these notions. But um, you, you progressive, you. Yeah, you know, Merca. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but we. That to me, that's that's kind of the biggest of the shift. Is if we can get to a place where we understand that leadership is stewardship, and that it's it you are not. I mean, there's there's the notion of being the navigator, um, mm-hmm. and then there's the notion of uh, 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 kind of being the captain of the ship, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the captain of the ship is placed as the captain of the ship because there's got to be somebody who pulls all of the information together and has that definitive moment and says, yes, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. You don't want to do all of that by committee. Uh, well, ideally, no, you don't. But, yeah. but there are mechanisms that can be put into place, decision-making mechanisms that can speed the process. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly that. And I think that's what this group are working towards, is yeah. having a structure or a set of um, junctions at which certain active behaviours are appropriate or not appropriate, blah, 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 a set of a rule, you know, basic code book sort of thing. Yeah. Um, which almost goes back to the idea that we've talked about before of having an IP for organisation, that, that, that mm-hmm. there's a, an underlying code that makes you flexible enough to deal with anything but gives you some basis for making consistent yeah. judgments that's what it's all about is and it's it, coming to that and, I th- and it's also i mean it sort of relates to i don't think, think this was since we did our last podcast um reading a really interesting article in the telegraph about um bitcoin and the, uh, the blockchain which is what allows bitcoin to work mm-hmm. and this kind of self-generating self-healing centralized um encryption algorithm 
And the writer was extrapolating the potential to use that for things other than money and decentralising other aspects of civic life. Mm. Really, really powerful article. And I suppose in a way we were talking about the person-to-person organisational equivalent of trying to uh, nurture a network to get to the stage where it can more autonomously make collective decisions. Mm -hmm. And I still think somebody needs to take responsibility for that happening or or at least making sure that enough people line up to make it. You know, I mean, it doesn't just happen. And that it's not just some common core of people who are making the choices over and over again. And it's not, uh, you know, that it's not being gamed in some way, right? Yes. It still needs managed, I guess. You know, it's checks and balances. I mean, Mm -hmm. when you think about it, it's, um, it's, uh, there's, (sighs) law is code, you know? And, and, and code is code. (laughs) And there's, there, it's either or solution, um, it's a it's an if then chart and and then there are trusted stewards who can usurp it at any time um, and uh, checks to the trusted stewards and balances for the trusted stewards and for the code um, you know and an awareness and review of the code that that happens on a regular basis uh, so that you understand whether it's still valid or not you know there's it's a it's it, it's not simple. I won't say that it's a simple process or solution because I think that there are lots of uh, different iterations of that that we're going to have to go through before we um, are able to see any real rapid world change around it, you know. Um, but those those are the experiences that we have to have. We have to be able to, to develop some weights and measures that allow us to, to look at what, what's really happening um, and what what leadership really is. I mean, I, mm. I, I used mm. to wonder, um, as a as a very junior employee, what would have to be done, <laughs> what kind of assessment uh, my C suite guys were going through, right? When I was sat down and did my annual assessment every year, and I had to say, right. well, I'm good at this and I'm good at that, and here are my wins for the year, and here's what I've learned this year, and here's what I want to do next year. And I'm thinking, you know, what are these guys saying? they're not they're not getting uh uh, assessed on their time management skills or any of that silliness at that point one would hope um you know what are they getting assessed on what does leadership mean to an organization it does it does it mean what leaders are being assessed on and of course Um, that's where that's where your choice of board members becomes important doesn't it mm -hmm. where where one of the checks and balances is that executive board and outsiders beginning to just constrain or, or or nudge the chief exec mm-hmm. and sometimes oust the chief exec but that's interesting isn't it yeah. yeah but I suppose I mean you sort of said about the, you know the, the leadership you know I, I, I again not getting hung up about the word or the definition of it but I can imagine a different type of person assuming these roles coming to the fore mm. you know I think the nature of whatever this is is changing and I suppose partly again that maybe was what was underlying Alex's question is how to how to talk about these issues in such a way as to leave breadcrumbs for people to move in, you know, to just know what sort of direction to move in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> my, my first breadcrumb is always participate. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's back to the old stay, keep moving, stay in touch and head for the high ground, isn't it? It's like, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
Well, I mean, you know, because it, it, it can't, that's the, the mechanisms that we have in place to support leaders, um, it's always been to support efficiency, support time. So they're the ones, they, they, they get an admin assistant, they get, uh, um, they don't have to do some of the, the, the baser work that other folks have to do uh, because they're working on the more lofty projects, the, the stuff that requires more brain power, more uh, uh, negotiation skills, more, 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 whatever that is. Um, but it, it also has a tendency to kind of insulate yeah. the relationships yeah. that those folks have because they're not participating as, as part of the regular fold because they're operating in a, on a, at a different orbit. And um, there's, two, there's two sides, isn't there? Because in some ways... Yeah. You don't want them having to deal with noise, but equally, sure. if they're not faced with a bit of the rough and tumble, they get a bit anesthetized. And because I, yeah. I was sort of almost thinking, you, know, you can imagine new roles. I mean, I think we've talked about this about the idea you know, that British Airways used to have a, a court jester who was allowed to question things. And in fact, mm. in an article, I morphed that into a corporate anarchist and just somebody who keeps breaking down the unnecessary crud. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could imagine. Smart, and it, well, I was going to say, I think smart leaders already do. I mean, I think they already have business coaches or whoever else yes. Yes. Who, who just sit on their shoulder going, Really? Mm-hmm. Um, There's a Native American um, uh, uh, term, and I can't remember what um, what uh, state it comes from, but it's uh, it's just a contrarian. I can't remember the name. Gosh, I wish I could. Um, but the contrarian was the one who would uh, dress, again, dress like a jester, ride the horse backwards, uh, you know, be counterpoint and uh, devil's advocate to any of the big choices that needed to yeah. be made. Yeah. Um, and it's important. I mean, and I think you're right. I think most good leaders have um, somebody like that within their fold or some team like that within their fold who's willing to uh, uh, question the validity of things and uh, get people thinking critically. Um, so communication, critical thought, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of more breadcrumbs. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, critical thought, I think is a, I mean, that's a duh one. I mean, if you're, if you're in a, a, a deeply, uh, entrenched leadership position, if you're uh, commanding the ship for a whole ton of people, um, one would hope that you were already coming with uh, critical thought intact. Um, well, actually one that just cropped up in a conversation this morning and I'll try and convey without being indiscreet, but um, was around international politics of various types and how to avoid the risk of oversimplification in, in diplomacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a bit like journalism. It's a bit that business. But, you know, you come in and you try to make sense and you come out with what is your best attempt and then everybody thinks you've just told them what the truth is. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, and that tolerance of ambiguity at a senior level and a willingness not to grasp too quickly at too facile an answer you know staying staying with the ambiguity mm-hmm. I think is a skill well I, I, I wrote that I, I'm enjoying the fact that I'm experiencing the Palestine enjoying the wrong word <laughs> appreciating the fact that I'm understanding the Palestinian Israeli conflict through my network because I'm being presented with very different views, and I have Jewish mm-hmm. friends, and I have friends who are critical of the Jews, and just seeing the different sides of the, the argument, if you like, it's more than two, yeah. makes me work harder to work out what I think, mm-hmm. and how disinclined I am now to have some patronising news anchor tell me what the truth is. Oh, yeah. Um, well, 
Then yeah. I don't trust him at all anyway. Well, exactly. So, <laughs> so I mean, I think, I think that's, in a, that's in a sense, I think one of the skills that we're talking about, isn't it, is mm-hmm. that senior folks need to get better at taking in diverse information from different trusted sources, making, mm-hmm. making I was going to say making sense of it, that's not quite true, but just... T- Doing the due diligence on it, making sure that they get enough perspective and enough contrarian perspective that they can actually really work through, you know, what's my, what's my emotional tie to this and, and what's, uh, you know, what other opportunities do I have to learn about it? Yeah. And again, it's not about management by committee because you are still paid to make the decisions, but the Mm -hmm. basis on which you make those decisions can be very different. Yeah. Yeah. A set of skills that would need to be learned. It's a tough one. I mean, to, to, to getting getting the shift to stewardship. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I feel like so many of these conversations that we've been having kind of end up with me saying the same stuff at the end of it. But it's it's um, leadership is a very personal thing. Again, kind of going back to what I was saying at the beginning, it's um, so much of it has to do with how we perceive it. And, and whether we are the recipient or the give, giver <laughs> of, of said leadership. Um, and because of that, the, the notion of participation as being primary, the notion of stewardship as being primary, um, are certainly not common. No. You know, um, people have different reasons for getting into that space or for feeling the way that they do about those who are already on that space. Um, and I, I think it makes for a sticky wicket, uh, in terms of saying, these are the definitive breadcrumbs necessarily that yeah. one would have to follow. Yeah. However, um, the, <laughs> so the idea of leadership training always bothered me. Yeah. Right. Well, it, it, to me, leadership training is just another word for indoctrination. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is what we would like our culture to be. So we're going to teach you as much about the way that we've approached it. Um, and hope yeah. that you can mirror yeah. that behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, which in and of itself I find problematic because it's you're 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 looking for the future. You're looking for um, maybe you're looking for change. It seems like everybody is looking for change. Um, perhaps you don't want to do it that way. Discussing what once worked and and then leaving things open. Um, I don't know. Anyway, I, I could go off the rails on that one, but. Uh, it's why I go back to that, to that point of participation always, um, as kind of my first point in that if, if you, if you want to be effective as a leader, if you want to, um, uh, be in that position of guiding others, uh, you have to be willing to have a relationship with them. Yeah. I totally was going to say exactly that. Mm-hmm. And, a, and a genuine one, not in the sense yes. of employee engagement. You know, just no. a real, a real, and not through the filter of a corporate communications expert. Yeah, you know, you can certainly do there, and, and I don't mean to diss corporate communications experts. I'm not saying that you guys are are are, are not of value, um, but that can't be the only mechanism with which an organization communicates to um, to its employees, which. Well, and, and, and that in itself is another sphere of activity which, within which I see people exhibiting leadership. To mm-hmm. go right back to start, I mean, there are people within that communications community who are acting differently and being brave and and yeah. and, and questioning things in a, in a very yes. productive way. Yes. Um, and that's that's what it takes, I guess. I mean, you know, to, to be maybe to be fair to the word, maybe that's what we're talking about—not about, not about mm. titles, not about dominance, but about a willingness to step up to the mark and. Mm-hmm. 
take a risk. Yeah. To to be vulnerable and engage with with a, an issue or people, I guess is mm-hmm. maybe. Well, to me, I, I have to say, uh, I always expected that. You know, because I would expect that of somebody that I would choose to follow. I want somebody who's going to be brave enough to take a risk. Um, yeah, there's, who, there's, not, to, there's not there's not many of them out there. Right. It's and then that, that's tough. It's sad. It's. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I I understand why. I understand all of the the reasons for it. But I also understand without enough people to to be brave and to um, be willing yeah. to look like a jackass every once in a while. Yep. Um, and then. Be which I like to to say be be presented with a, a an amazing opportunity to show leadership in the face of humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, it, without those people, we we will remain to be where we are where we are, and it'll get harder and harder. There are more and more of us on the planet every single day, and the competition gets tougher and tougher and tougher and tougher. Um, so without that perspective that we need to participate and to collaborate and cooperate together um, as opposed to, you know, just simply rebuilding the whole master and servant over and over again. Um, We're going to have to figure this out. We're going to, we're going to be in trouble otherwise. So we've got to do some of that. We've got to take some of those risks um, because if we want somebody else will. And on on that (laughs) <laughs> cheery note. Cheery note. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon that's leadership done in There you go. There you go. Well, thank, thank, thanks, Megan. <laughs> um, in fact, I'm just, I am exhibiting leadership and deciding that I have to get out of this incredibly hot room that I'm doing this recording in because I'm usually for Britain. It's, it's ridiculously warm here at the moment. But, uh, Sorry about that. But thanks for that. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, as ever, if you have topics that you would like us to cover or just feedbacks or comments, feedback or comments, do get in touch. And I can be got at uh, at Ewan on Twitter and Megan. I am at Megan Murray. And we'll see you next time. 